Hello and welcome to The Student Space, a podcast for students about high school, life after school and how to actually be an adult. Today I'm joined by Steph Alavaris, who is currently studying a double degree at Monash University. In this episode, we chat all about her experience in her first few years, about her travel experiences in her degree, and all the things that she wished she knew when she was in year 11 and year 12. Enjoy! Before we jump into the chat, I want to respectfully acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which I'm recording this podcast, and pay my respects to the elders past and present of the Rwandri people of the Kulon Nations. Hey Steph, welcome. So excited to have you today. Thank you for joining um, me on the podcast. Before we get into it, just introduce yourself. Who are you? Thanks Mia. I'm really excited to be here. So I'm currently 22 and I am in my fourth year of engineering and commerce at Monash. Awesome. Now before we get into chatting about your degree um, at Monash, I'm just going to ask you three random questions. So don't stress, just answer the first thing that comes to mind, just so we can get to know you a bit better. So when you were younger, what did you want to be when you grow up? Yep, this one is really embarrassing. I don't even know if it's an official job title, but I really wanted to be a reptologist as (laughs) I had two turtles at the time and they were my whole world. So I wanted to make a career out of it. And it's even in my year six valedictory book, Steph Elavaris, what do you want to be when you grow up? Reptologist. (laughs) So like... A zoologist, but look after reptiles. Yeah, just everything reptiles. I think maybe on the science side of things. I don't even think year six Steph knew what it meant, but um, yeah, reptologist. That was my aspiration. Oh, I actually did not expect that. I thought you were going to be like, oh, I wanted to be in business. Or, wow, <laughs> that really took me by surprise. I love it. Okay. Um, and if you're driving to uni, because I can understand driving to Monash Clayton is quite far. On the drive, what are you listening to? Radio, podcast, music? Yeah, that's a good one. I do do a lot of driving and usually I'm listening to a podcast. So I really enjoy Shameless, um, but also I do enjoy listening to music on the way as well. Anything to sort of take my mind off the uh, stressful day ahead. Yeah, for sure. And what are you most proud of in the last year? Wow, that's a big one. Um, Probably my personal growth at uni. Um, I've sort of taken up a bit of a leadership position um, in a uni student team and Um, Yeah, I think I was really excited to just get underway with that and I guess surprise myself a little bit with the other potential for that to grow and I've really enjoyed that. So probably, probably, yeah, in Precious Plastic Monash and my work with the team there. That's amazing. And I know we will touch on that a bit further um, along in our chat, but I'm really keen to hear more. So like we said, you're studying an absolute mammoth of a degree. So it's double degree at Monash Uni at the Clayton campus. So a Bachelor of Commerce with your major in Finance and a Bachelor of Civil Engineering. Now, you said you're in your fourth year. Is that the last year, second last year? Yeah, so it is a five-year course, but for me it is 5.5 because, yeah. yeah, I've done a bit of underloading. Totally fair enough. And you know what? Everyone does that just to get through in the end. Um, but before we talk about this course, let's rewind back to high school. Let's Tell me about your high school days, your high school experience. What was it like? Yeah, um, I loved high school. I think it's sort of a bit of a unique time in that you sort of get to do all the things you enjoy and be with your friends every day. And I know that they tell you that a lot when you're in high school, that you get to see your friends every day, enjoy it. But yeah, I really loved it. I was doing subjects that I enjoyed and yeah, had a lot of fun with my friends and I think got a really good balance of like um, sort of sport, lifestyle um, and school. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. I played a lot of sport, school sport and sport outside of school as well. And I was a bit of a nerd on the co-curriculars as well. I did 
chess club debating. Chess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all that sort of stuff as well. Really loved getting involved. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun. I love it. Why not? Just put yourself out there, get involved. And like like you said, because you did all of that, it's probably more memorable now. Yeah, definitely. For sure. And what VCE subjects did you do? Yeah, I was thinking about this before. So I did French, English, two languages, maths, um, methods, and further maths. And then in year 11, I did psych. And then I also did chem in year 12. Oh my goodness. That's crazy. Um, now we'll talk about this later, but did any of those subjects come in handy for your current course? Yeah, so definitely the maths side of things came in handy uh, with both engineering and commerce because I've gone into finance as well. There's a lot of maths involved there. But um, yeah, I think the methods came in handy. Probably not so much the French. Um, the was- chem, surprisingly, not not as useful. I haven't pretty much done a lot of chem in uni Um But yeah, mainly I think probably the math side of things and English as well, because there's a lot of report writing. Totally fair enough. Now, what inspired you to choose your course um, and move away from being a reptologist, if that even is a job? Yeah, it was a big decision to move away from (laughs) reptology, my uh, aspirational future. But I think it was probably just um, at a career night, I think in year nine, I sort of made sure to speak to a lot of people cause I wasn't sure what I wanted to do at that point, And I knew I had a lot of interests. I honestly felt like I could have gone into a few different things and, and been really happy studying that. Um, I was the sort of student that just really enjoyed learning. I, you know, I was doing psych, maths, chem, and I enjoyed all of it. So I was a little bit overwhelmed by the options in that sense. So I think that's why I went for, um, EngCom as broadly throwing the net as broadly as I could. Um, and still, you know, it's it's a lot of science, which I was interested in, but it's also a lot of application. Um, so I think just being able to speak to people at careers nights allowed me to figure out um, what's involved in each degree. And then once I knew, I think I could sort of pinpoint engineering and commerce as, um, I guess, areas that I would be really interested in. For sure. Now, you mentioned the careers night, but did you also see any careers counsellors or go to any open days? Yep. So the open days probably came a little bit later when I'd already decided. I think, yeah, probably unconventionally, I, in year nine, decided I wanted to do um, engineering and commerce at Monash, which was probably a little bit early on. Um, But I think also doing the Morrisby testing at school. Oh, yes. (laughs) Yeah. I remember that. And we went to the lecture, like theatre hall, whatever, and you do the test and they send you, oh, what you would be good at. Exactly. That's for anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about. Like um, the school can like contract this company where you sit this test. It's not like you have to study for it, but it tells you what jobs you'd be suited in the future, like depending on like your communication or like your spatial awareness. Yeah, what exactly. Did, what did they say on the yeah. test? So it said engineering for me and I oh. probably that probably stemmed me investigating a little bit more, but I sort of just ran with that and here we are. There you go. Wow. I wonder what mine said. I'm going to look at it and find out. Um, now for the course, what prerequisites did you have to do? Yep. So for Monash, you had to do maths methods. Yep. English, I think, is the prereq as well. And then either chem or physics. So you didn't have to do both, but you had to do one. So I just did chem. Okay. That's good. Cool. Had you not gotten in, did you have a backup option? Yes, I definitely had, um, like, all of my preferences were basically sort of studying engineering at um, different unis. I was really interested in going to RMIT. Um, Actually, they have a really great program there and they do a similar course with um, I think my second preference was chemical engineering and business at RMIT. Oh, cool. Um, 
I think the only reason in the end I ended up going with Monash was because they do a, a common first year. So basically in your first year, you do eight subjects um, and get a taste of different types of engineering. And I think, yeah, lucky I ended up doing that because I thought I wanted to do chemical engineering. Um, but once doing the common first year at Monash, I realized that um, probably my, my passions were more with civil. So yeah, I was my second preference was RMIT, but it was chemical engineering. There you go. Now, this is a side question, kind of a bit off topic, but what are the different types or essentially majors of engineering? What, how do they differentiate? So you've mentioned civil, you've mentioned chemical. I can assume there's software. Yep, there's software. What else is there? Um, so then there's also mechanical Yep. Um, and aerospace. So those two are similar. They have a lot of subject overlap. But then with the aerospace, um, I should know this, my, my friends doing it, they sort of go into like turbines and aerodynamics and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so there's mechanical, civil, aerospace, software. Then there's electrical. Yep. Um, electrical and computer systems, I think. And then also mechatronics. Oh, cool. Lots of options. And I guess having that first year that is so broad, you can kind of get a taste of it all and see what you like. Yep. And environmental as well. Can't forget. But then also on Monash, they do some other like different ones, like um, resources engineering and like mining and stuff like that. Yeah. So, so many options if you are ever considering that. Now, going back to our normal chat, did you ever consider taking a gap year? Um. I actually didn't consider taking a gap year. Um, I think I was really excited about starting uni and I think I was more excited about the prospect of that than um, taking the year off to travel or work. Um, having said that, I was pretty lucky in both uni and school to sort of get the chance to do a lot of travel. So I think by the time I finished year 12, I was just really excited to start uni and you hear a lot about, you know, the uni lifestyle and um, yeah, I was super excited. So I didn't, I didn't consider taking a gap year, no. Fair enough. I guess you wanted to just like get stuck into it. Yeah. Now let's reflect back to your first day of uni or maybe the first week. What was it like the transition from high school to university? Yeah, I found it um, quite good. I was sort of lucky enough to, I like to say I convinced my friend to do engineering. Oh my goodness. <laughs> he was looking at doing science at Melbourne and I saw him at the careers event in like the science at Melbourne room. Yep. And I went and spoke to his mom and I was like, I think, I think he'd really enjoy engineering. Are you a promoter? Like, like, are you- <laughs> yeah, because I wanted a friend. Um, and then she had a chat to him and she was like, would you consider engineering? And yeah, he ended up doing, he's doing aerospace engineering and science. Yep. So I was sort of lucky enough to have that friend in my first lectures and first classes um but yeah also we were sort of able to make some new friends and I think on that first day everyone's very nervous and everyone's trying to meet new people so I think at least in our course because it's quite structured it's sort of easier to make those friends in your first year because you're sort of all going from maths to you know your first class and then you've got that next class together um so because of the structure and the contact hours as well, I found it quite easy to um, make friends friends in engineering and everyone's yeah really trying to help out with um, that workload. That's so good to know. So what's your biggest piece of advice for someone coming into a course, especially like this where it is quite big, I'm assuming, to make friends? Yeah, I mean, it's sort of easy to get overwhelmed at the prospect of making friends in uni. But I think like with most things, you just sort of have to take that small step. So, you know, if you're in your first prep class and you've ended up sitting next to someone, just, you know, try and make a little bit of conversation with them, ask them how their day's going, you know, might add them on Facebook and that's how a friendship forges. That's how most of the friendships forge. Um, and then if, I guess if you do that in every class, you sort of, you get to 
you know, make a lot of friends and um, yeah, it definitely starts little, but it's also something that's always evolving through uni. Like you might get to a fourth year class and um, a lot of people at that point are still trying to make friends because at the end of the day, I think if you have friends in uni, it makes the experience a lot a lot easier. Definitely. Each other out. Um, I'll just reiterate, do not stress if you don't have friends. Like sitting next to someone in, like you said, like the first prac, it's totally fine. Just like, oh, hey, like what are you studying? Like they might be doing the same, they might be doing different. And then again, the, the just combo strikes from there. Um, I was next going to ask you about all the subjects in your first year, how closely did they relate to what you had done in VC? Like I'm assuming you'd have to do quite intense math subjects. Was that related to methods? Do you kind of wish maybe it was like spesh that you'd done? Yeah. So um, I think I didn't do spesh. So I had to do a catch up course for spesh and physics. Um, did everyone have to do that if they didn't do spesh? Yeah. So if you didn't do special, you had to do the, the makeup sort of course to get yep. you on track for the next maths. Um, and then also the same with physics. If you didn't do physics, you had to do that um, physics class as well. So I, I had to do both of those. Um, and then I think on top of that special class, there's another two maths classes and then that's all for maths. Okay. Um, but they do come up obviously in, in your regular classes. There's a lot of maths involved there. But yeah, that's probably one of the more um, challenging aspects that I found in my first year was um, the amount of maths. I don't struggle too much with the maths that's in the course. So yep. say the maths required in calculating um, the forces of something, but when it's the pure math subjects, you know, uh, differential equations and stuff like that. Um, yeah. I didn't think that that was really my strength, but yeah, I had to work pretty hard at it and it turned out okay. Oh, good. For someone who doesn't see themselves as such a lover of maths, were there opportunities to get help if you were struggling or even in physics? Cause I know there's a lot of maths in that especially in those first years? Yeah. So I think with the maths, especially there was a lot of help. So I know that when I did it, um, we had this thing called the ML, MLC. So the maths learning center. Um, okay. Yep. And basically that was open nine to five in the maths building. And there was always tutors manning it. So at any time you could walk in and you just tell them what unit you're doing. And most of them were absolute geniuses. So they, wow. they didn't even have to be specific to that subject. Um, and you could ask them any question, whether it be, you know, with an assignment or with your practice questions or exam revision, and they would pretty much all be equipped to help. So I think with the math specifically, they had a great program in place to help out. That's really good to know, um, especially who someone does. If someone has their heart set on Eng, and they're like, "Oh, I'm not really sure how I'm going to go at the start," yep. you do have that support, which is really great. So, if you had a do-over with your subjects, would you have picked physics? Hundred percent. And special. Yep. To not do this <laughs> extra catch-up. Yeah, I could have got a few fun electives in there, but I think I would definitely have done physics. Um, instead of French, not to say I didn't enjoy it. Um, my French class ended up only being four people and we oh had my goodness. so much fun. Um, but I think for me, I really picked French um, maybe for the markup more than the uh, passion of the language, I guess. <laughs> um, and I think in the end it sort of came to, I didn't do bad. It ended up getting marked up 12, I think. So Jesus Christ, yeah, that's I, great. Yeah, so it ended up fine. But I think um, it comes back to that thing of like, if you're doing a subject you enjoy, you'll do better in it. 100%. Um, so I wish I had done physics just because, yeah, it is quite relevant to my course. But also I think I, I would have enjoyed it. So worked up, worked harder at it. But um, also, I, I think maybe I could have done like a business subject because I ended up going into commerce with no experience with um, legal, accounting, yep. le like um, business management. And economics as well. Like you'd have to do introductory like micro and yep. macro. And so having no experience of that. Yeah, it was a steep learning curve with uh, a lot of the commerce stuff as well. 
Now, we talked about ENG, but with your commerce side, with the first year subjects, how did you cope with those? Um, yeah, so I think I really enjoyed the first year commerce subjects because I'd never done it before. Um, a lot of the commerce students who had done a lot of those VCE um, business units found there to be a lot of overlap. But for me, it was like a whole new kettle of fish. I was doing, yeah, micro marketing management and I hadn't done any of it before. Um, I think I struggled a little bit with the, the essays. I wasn't too, um, I didn't, I didn't, hadn't done too many essays in the past, especially with engineering. Um, it's mainly reports, which I found a lot more manageable. Um, but yeah, so with management, I know we had one, I think 3000 word essay and I was just dreading it. But yeah, other than that, I enjoyed it. I found it pretty interesting. Um, but I do think probably with engineering and commerce on a personal level, sometimes, um, the commerce didn't get as much attention as it deserved. Oh, fair enough. And that's totally normal as well. (laughs) And Moving through and progressing through your course, let's say second, third year, when or like how do you pick the major for commerce and then for Eng? When do you decide? Yep. So with Eng, it's at the end of the year and basically you first year. Yeah, at the yep. end of first year you nominate a specialization. Yeah. And yeah, hopefully you get it unless it's um really skewed in one direction. Um but yeah, I think I always sort of knew I wanted to do civil from doing the first year introductory unit um and then with commerce it's the same so you do all your introductory units um and then you choose a a major and then you do another eight units within that major yeah now we talked about the different majors for end so you've got like your civil your um software chemical but for commerce we're talking like accounting finance management marketing what else is there? International relations, maybe? No, international business. There's actually, um, there's two interesting ones that I looked at. One is behavioral commerce. Oh, cool. And it's sort of like a bit of, I look really into doing it. It's sort of a bit of economics, but also a little bit of psych. Yep. And then there's also a new one, sustainability, which oh, I wow. think is a, like a little bit of economics as well. Um, but yeah, I did look at that, ended up going with finance. Yeah. And why did you choose finance? Um, that's a great question because when I did the commerce introductory units, I think they've changed since, but, um, there was no introductory finance unit. So I'd sort of had a taste of every other major except finance and, um, and you still chose it. I know. (laughs) I really don't know why. Um, a lot of students who do commerce and engineering end up do going with finance, um, end up going with finance. I think because it is sort of marketed as the more mathsy um major and I sort of enjoyed that side of things. For sure. I honestly it kind of do like it goes hand in hand. You've got the math side and the finance and then the math side in the engineering. So I guess you're not writing essays like you would for marketing. Exactly, yeah. So I get where your strengths are. <laughs> now um were there any subjects outside of those core finance and then core um civil engineering that you could do that were fun? So any like cool things that you did? So I've probably done two really fun units. Um, The first one would have to be um, leadership principles and practices in Prado. So I did that. Now Prado is in Italy, by the way. Yeah. So I did that in um, Italy at the end of my first year. And that was a, I had one commerce elective in my degree and one capstone. When you do the double degree, often a lot of those electives sort of taken place by the other degree. Yep. Um, But I was lucky enough to squeeze that one in and I absolutely loved it. Um, As you can imagine in engineering and a finance degree, there's not a whole lot of um, stuff like that where you're doing essays and learning about leadership. So I absolutely loved it. And obviously being in Italy, I got to make a lot of friends as well. 
And another one that I did recently, just over the recent winter, winter was Capstone Unit Business and Sustainable um, Practice. And it was really good because you got to pick a business and then evaluate them. So interview them. I ended up picking my mum's pharmacy. Um, got wow. to interview her um, and then, I guess, evaluate their operations with the United Nations Sustainability Development Goals and then provide like a feedback report to them on how they can improve their sustainable practices, which I really enjoyed because um, sustainability can often be really overwhelming. But when you sort of look at it from this scope, you sort of just provide them with a report that, you know, do these uh, 25 things and you can make your business more sustainable. And I think they appreciated it as well. Wow. And that's one way to actually put what you've learned into practice. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, What about the structure of seminars, lectures, tutorials, Take us through like year by year. Did it say you've had a heavy load throughout? How's it worked? Yeah. So I think I, with engineering, there is a few contact hours because of the labs and pracs and stuff like that. Um, so it depends on the unit. So with the maths unit, there's three lectures a week and then one practice class. Um, but with a lot of other units, such as in civil, you have geomechanics and water systems. Um, those will have a prac and a lab where the prac class is doing questions assisted by um, teaching assistants. And then the lab is more of like an experiment side of things where you can, you then come out of that and write a report with the experiment you've done. Um, But yeah, then they all have lectures as well. And often they'll even uh, give you some pre-lecture videos. (laughs) So that's good. Oh, of course. Okay. This sounds like a lot. So in your first year, how many days a week were you at uni? Well, it's probably not a good reflection, but uh, due to my poor skills with the timetabling system, I was there five days a week. Uh, okay, so if you were good at timetable. Yeah, you could probably get it into two big days. Okay, that's all right. If you're lucky. So it's definitely, so now I've sort of been better at getting it into two or three days. Um, it really depends. Sometimes they're annoying, like one class will only run on a Thursday and one will only run on a Monday. But um, yeah, it's probably about two days of work, but it depends if you if you like going to your lectures. So I, I really enjoyed going to all of them in my first year. Um, so I was probably in three or four days or five days even. Um, but yeah, I think last year I was only in about two days and did my lectures all online. Yeah, totally fair enough. And now what about putting all this theory you learned into practice? I know you talked about that sustainability subject, but were you required to complete any internships as part of commerce or engineering? Yeah. So with commerce, the only requirement is the capstone unit that I mentioned before, but you can do that as a work integrated learning if you want to. So they will sort of help you find that placement and then you can get the subject done that way. With engineering um, at Monash, you have to do 420 hours of continuous professional development, uh, CBD. And it doesn't have to be all work. It can be volunteering. It can be networking. Um, it can be events. If you help out in an open day, it can be that. Um, so some of it has to be engineering and then some of it can be just um, regular involvement that you've had. Wow, I actually had no idea. That's great. But if you wanted to complete, say, an external intern, how do you go about finding one? Yeah, so I think with that, it, there is a lot of things um, I guess you can do if you are looking to get that experience. Um, and a lot of them are just reaching out to places that you found online Um one probably underrated method is reaching out to lecturers. So often uh, like lecturers have been in the field and then they've come into teaching and um, have a lot of experience and can often direct you into the right place. Even if you come to them and say, I've really loved this unit and I'm sort of, I actually caught up with one of my lecturers after the unit was finished and I basically got a coffee with him and said, I've really enjoyed this unit. It was derivatives in finance. 
Oh my goodness. I don't know anyone that was as enjoying derivatives. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. And then I basically said like, what does a, a job in this field look like? And he sat with me and told talked me through it, told me some places. So, um, there's that way. Um, then there's just emailing and sending your resume out. So I, um, emailed my resume to a place in my first year and they basically emailed me back saying we're not looking for someone six months later they um took me in for an interview and I ended up working there for three years so was that a commerce inspired role or engineering that was an engineering company it was they do testing for um major projects and I guess yeah making sure that the strength of construction materials is up to spec with Australian standards and yeah I absolutely loved that and that was just from sending my resume out and, and hoping for the best as well so um yeah a lot of networking opportunities as well is a great way to find out more about places you want to work at um but yeah like i said i would definitely recommend reaching out to lecturers because usually if they're lecturing a subject they know quite a bit about what it looks like in practice as well for sure now i know because i did commerce at melbourne so based on my experience what typically happens is you get to like your second year and people will start going for and applying for summer vacation positions and they're at um big companies in the city or even some smaller firms where they'd be in audit or in tax or maybe like consulting um did you apply for any of those or did you kind of favor the engineering side um I ended up applying to both, but definitely more engineering. Um, I guess some of those companies have teams in infrastructure advisory, um, and I was sort of always interested in working in infrastructure. Um, So yeah, I ended up applying to a few Eng and a few Com as well. Okay, cool. What about the application process between them both? Were there any differences? Um, I found them to be quite similar but I found a lot of the time the commerce ones are a little bit more involved maybe had a few extra steps in there so um, usually starting out with the psychometric test um, potentially a video interview Um, however when I applied it was a COVID world so I I didn't have to go in for any assessment centers or um, anything like that but yeah the video interview I think was um, across most of the applications I did both engine com for sure and let's say someone misses out on gaining external internship experience is there another way that they can gain experience in either field that you think you actually did provide some great ideas before about you know meeting with the lecturer but anything else that you think we've missed um yeah so there's definitely ways to to get experience other than summer internships and that would probably be working part-time alongside your study um at these companies um not all companies offer that sort of thing so yeah it would probably just come down to researching what companies you're after i know i sent my resume out to a few if i would just drive past a company and it would like there was one near my street it was like structural engineering consulting i sort of wrote it down and yeah sent out an email like that so um yeah i think emailing out your resume is always always a good idea because nothing nothing bad will come off it yeah, yeah, of course. Just put yourself out there, really. Yeah, just give it a go. Now, let's talk about travel. Now, you mentioned you did go to Prado, which was in Italy. Um, tell us a bit about that application process. Did you have to submit anything, interview? Yep. So I found out about this basically from an email um, that I got from the uni saying, you know, would you like to apply to do this subject because it fits within your um, course map? And yeah, so there was an application process where you basically had to outline um, your intentions of coming on the trip and then talk a little bit about leadership experience because it was about leadership. Um, I know a few of them you have to sort of film yourself doing like a fun little video or a bit of... Did you have to do that? No, I didn't. Luckily, there's one um, fun one they do in New York that I've looked at a few times and 
they'll give you a statement and they'll be like provide in a video what this means to you so you can sort of make oh a, that's so a funny fun video um yeah so luckily I didn't have to make a video for my one but yeah so a lot of time they do do an application process like that just so they can I guess get to know the people that are applying um but yeah there was a study requirement there that you usually you have to have completed a certain number of credit points um, okay yeah. so you can't go first year first semester yep I yeah. think that usually that just so you've had a few units under your belt. For sure. Did you have to have a certain WAM? And for people who don't know what a WAM is, it's a weighted average mark. So it's like your overall average across your all subject. Um, was there a requirement? Um, yeah, I think it, I think there was. I think it was um, a credit. Oh, okay. What's a credit? It is A credit is a 60 at Monash. I think it changes. Um, but yeah, sometimes there is – sometimes a high, depending on demand, I think. Yep. So I think the one I applied to it was either 60 or 65 – um, some of them, if they're really competitive, they'll be up 70. Um, I've never seen 75, but yeah, I guess it, it just depends on the, the unit. Cool. Um, funding for the trip. Did you get any grants or did you have to pay it for it yourself? Yep. So you could get a grant and then you could also potentially put it on the uh, OS help loan as well. I think the hex. Yep. Gotcha. And then what about the study requirements? Like, did you have to produce something, say an essay or some piece of work that proved that I'm not just going for a holiday. I'm going to actually study. Yep. So there were several assignments during the trip and activities that we had to do. And then um, at the end of the trip, there was, I think it was a 4,000 word essay. Um, You know, I love essays. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I sort of dreaded that. But it was interesting because it was a reflection on your own leadership style. So you could write whatever. Well, you know what's harder than writing an essay is writing one about yourself (laughs) and your own leadership styles. Um, I struggled with that a lot. But it was was due a few weeks after the trip. And I I ended up traveling after the trip as well. So I remember being with my best friend in France. and like, (laughs) Did you use your French? (laughs) No, I didn't use my French. Um, (laughs) but I was like oh I've got to really really write this essay and like an hour would pass and I'd write like a hundred (laughs) words but no I got there in the end um but yeah it was sort of interesting now even to look back on that essay and what I thought in 2017 versus now wow um yeah it was really interesting do you think your leadership styles have changed yeah I think they have I mean going into that um thing I think a lot of my leadership experience was in cadets at school yep um being a platoon commander I think was where I got a lot of leadership experience at school but I think since then yeah I've had a lot more I guess diverse experiences in sport and in co-curriculars and stuff like that um but it was interesting because it wasn't just reflecting it was sort of looking into like the leadership styles at the time um and stuff like that which I thought yeah it was pretty interesting awesome now let's talk about exchange um just chatting with you off mic earlier, you did mention that you were actually going to go on exchange. Unfortunately, COVID did stop that. So it's nice that I can speak to you in person today, but otherwise you would have been on the other side of the world. Tell us all about this exchange. Yes. So I was devastatingly, um, I got accepted to go to um, DTU in Denmark. I think Denmark Technical University. Yep. Um, it's an engineering school in um, Copenhagen. So I was very excited about that, but obviously COVID happened. Um, yeah, so I was, I had applied for that. It is a, quite a lengthy application process, but um, a lot of it's quite straightforward as well um, in terms of just filling out the forms, getting approval. Um, and I guess the hardest part for that was finding the units that match up with that partner university so that you can get credited for your units back home. Okay, so 
what you're pretty much saying is you have to complete four units. Is that right? Yeah. So four units over there at their university that kind of equate to four units over here so that you can successfully like tick off your um, requirements for your engineering degree. Yeah. Um, what made you choose that destination? Yeah. So I think in engineering in at Monash, they have a big spreadsheet of units that people have done in the past and yep. what units they correlate to. Um, so luckily they emailed that to me and I think I found a lot of units that matched up, but also my, one of my friends had gone there, um, two years prior. So she basically said that it was fantastic. Probably just talking to a lot of people from different places as well. I know, um, one of my friends went to NC state and then the other went to DTU in Europe. So, um, it was really just about what I was looking for. Um, going to Europe and having a good exchange. (laughs) Unfortunately, it wasn't to be. Um, Do you think you'll go next year? Can you fit it in? I'm thinking thinking about it. Um, I have three semesters left, so you usually have to apply around a year before or just under a year before. Um, So I'm thinking about it, maybe in my last semester, but the thing about going on exchange in your last semester is that it may take a few months for them to verify that you completed the units. Right, yeah. So um, if you are sort of looking to start work directly after, you may run into a bit of an issue in terms of getting that that certification. Yeah, for sure. Well, good luck. Hopefully you can go. I guess the world is all uncertain with travel, but at least you did get a bit of travel experience with going to Italy yep. for that subject in Prado. Now, what I do want to talk about is about networking. So opportunities to kind of get yourself out there, develop your skills. Um, any advice for someone either starting out in your course to start networking? Yeah, I mean, I think it, we all feel a little bit of nerves around um, networking and, and it is really scary to put yourself out there in a situation with a lot of professionals standing in a room and um, asking them about it. And I guess a lot of the time we feel like we don't really know what's out there, but that's really what it's all about. um, Finding out what opportunities lie out there because often sort of what you do in practice is often different to what you learn at uni. So um, my advice would be try and get to as many networking events as you can. And it always helps to sort of bring someone with you. Um, I was sort of lucky enough to meet someone who was a few years older than me um, at uni. So she sort of encouraged me to get down. We have one event at Monash called Beers with Engineers. So it's one of the big... Oh, Beers with Engineers. (laughs) That's sick. (laughs) Yeah. um, Our sort of engineering society runs it every year. So that's one of the more awaited events. But um, once you've done a few, they become a lot easier. Of course. Um, In terms of having like good networking discussions... um, yeah, I would always recommend sort of asking that person what they enjoy about their job, what's their favourite part of it, um, what things were they expecting, what things were they not expecting. Um, ultimately, it helps you find out what you want to do. So, um, yeah, earlier in the year, I went to a networking event in the city. I was yeah able to find out a little bit about what that company is all about, which sort of um, motivated me to apply to the company. Um, and I guess once you apply and you're in those interview situations, you know a little bit more about what they do. So you're more equipped to sort of handle some of those questions and you know why you're applying because you know what you're after. For sure. Now at unis, there's always like clubs, societies and something else. I can't remember what it's called. But did you get involved in any of these like clubs or societies? Yeah, I did. Um, I was sort of slow to get involved. Um, a lot of people join the, the clubs and society straight away, which I would definitely recommend because it's a great way um, to make friends. 
But I didn't initially join um, any of the clubs until I think I was in my third year. And wow. I applied for a student team, Precious Plastic Monash. Um, I think it just, I guess the timing was right. They were um, advertising for a role um, for like a finance officer and I was, you know, studying finance and really wanted to be on the team, interested in sustainability. Um, so I ended up applying there and absolutely loved being on the team. It's definitely been one of the highlights of my uni experience. Um but yeah, I've been there now, I think, for just over a year and I've absolutely loved it. That's awesome. Could you tell us a little bit more how like the team works? So the team, what do they run and then do you put on events and what do you do in your role? Yeah, absolutely. So with um, Monash, basically there's teams, clubs and societies. So um, basically I'm in a team. So the engineering faculty has a number of teams. So um, one of our bigger teams is like Monash Motorsport. So they like have like a race car and they, they race. That's at, so cool. Yeah. International events and stuff like that. Um, so we have, I think, yeah, a number of teams, but our team is Precious Plastic Monash and we're basically a sustainability student team. Um, we have about five divisions that we design and fabricate recycling machines. And then we have other divisions that say make products with the machine. Um, we do outreach events and sort of teach people about plastic recycling and sustainability. Um, and yeah, so I'm the team lead currently of the team. So that's basically involves working closely with um, upper management of the team. And yeah, I guess looking at the direction and the vision of the team and making sure that everyone's getting what they want out of the team and that it's it's running well. And I've yeah thoroughly enjoyed. That's great. I guess you could put in your leadership expertise from that subject. <laughs> I know I keep relating to it, but everything links. It's It's great. And um, outside of uni, how have you balanced uni life, work, casually, part-time and a social life? Yeah, so that's probably something that has been my biggest challenge in uni in my first year. I definitely didn't nail it. Um, I started playing footy um, in my first year and I think I I just didn't get the balance right with studying and I was working a little bit at a pharmacy and yeah, it's something I've gotten better at. But I think for me, it I think the balance just comes down to studying effectively. Yep. Um, so I know you do hear it all the time, but like I could do two hours of study and get a lot done or I could spend an hour, a whole day doing the same thing. Um, so I just make sure that when I study, I study very effectively, but also I'm quite meticulous with the calendar as well. So that I make sure that, you know, if I, cause with precious plastic, I have a lot of meetings. Yeah. Um, so I have to be really effective outside of that time. Um, cause I was also working at the time playing sport. So as long as I think I schedule things in really well and be really effective with my study time, it all ends up okay. But yeah, obviously we all have those weeks where we feel like oh, the world due. is ending. <laughs> yeah, everything's due. Um, but yeah, usually that's week 12 for me. Yeah, but, I was <laughs> going to say around exam times or swap back, that's when everything like yeah. comes on at the same time. Yeah. Um, now let's talk next steps. So you're not graduating just yet, but when you do what kind of careers or jobs are available to you? I guess you've got commerce options and engineering options. Are you picking one? And yeah, what does that look like? I think for me, I've always been more passionate about engineering. Yep. Um, I've mentioned this before, but I really do like learning. But for me, I think I clicked with it more and I found it more interesting. Um, so I think I was always sort of looking to go on down the engineering path. Um, but even that in itself is quite, leaves quite a lot of options open. Um, I think with civil engineering, there's a lot, there's a lot you can do with it. So, um, whether it is being 
in construction on site as like a site engineer or um, doing maybe more the design side of things or working for a council has really great opportunities for civil engineers as well. Um, So I think it's definitely been a goal of mine to learn about all those industries before I try and commit myself um, to one of them because, um, yeah, I just think once you're more informed, you're sort of in a better position to apply. So, yeah, that's what I've sort of been doing for the past few months, um, trying to speak to as many people as I can, organising coffee catch-ups to learn, you know, what what do you do in your job? Um, Luckily, sort of my older friends have graduated and gone into all these different fields, so I've been catching up with them as well. But, yeah, I think I'm really interested in the design side of things as well and putting a lot of those things I've learned into practice on some big projects. It's a very exciting time um, in Victoria at the moment to be um, in civil engineering because we have a lot of infrastructure projects coming up. That's great. That's awesome. And after uni, would you ever consider doing more study? Great question. Um, I don't think at the moment I would. I've always sort of told myself I would consider doing an MBA um, after uni, but I That's think... That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I think as I found myself becoming more and more passionate about going into the engineering field um, at the moment, I really just see myself um, going there and seeing how it goes. But yeah, I definitely don't have too much of a rigid plan for the future. So I definitely wouldn't rule out future study. Yeah, definitely. And you know what? There's so much time to decide like whether you jump into work, you might find a different path, a different, like something that you love. And that's totally normal too. Now what we're going to go through, I've got five different categories and I just want you to rate them out of five. Um, So this is just about your course. I know you haven't finished, but you've completed the majority of it. So five being amazing, incredible, absolutely love it one being not so much so the first category is quality of the teachers the lecturers the tutors yep i'm probably gonna go with five. Oh, i love it <laughs> um, yes yeah i think a lot of the time they're absolutely fantastic and i'm definitely the type of student that will email them outside of business hours. But you know what that's actually not embarrassing that's not nerdy like literally annoy the shit out of them because that's what they're there to do yeah exactly and they always um reply i'm Often they end up knowing my name. and <laughs> I love it. And they're yeah. like, hey, Steph. Yeah, <laughs> me again. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right. What about workload? Yeah. Is that like study load? Yeah. So study load. Look, this could go either way because you could be like, one, I'm always studying. <laughs> or you could be like, five, it's manageable. So I guess it's personal experience. I'm going to say four because it's very manageable, but I've only recently learnt what effective studying is. So it's is. taken you four years to yeah, work out a exactly. study like technique. Okay, fair enough. What is your study technique side question? Um, well, what I've learned recently is that it changes for every unit. Um, I think in my first year, I tried to put a rigid plan onto every unit and that would be make handwritten notes, do every practice question, do every exam. But now that I'm in fourth year, Mm -hmm. like for example, I did three units this semester. One, I didn't take notes for Mm because the lecture slides were impeccable. So, um, there was a lot of graphs and stuff. So whatever... I needed, they were all on the slides. Yep. Um, one unit I did typed notes because there was so much content and one unit I did handwritten notes because there wasn't too much content, but it was very conceptual. So you learned a lot from the handwritten notes. So I guess my number one tip is um, really try and read the unit early on. Um, see, is there a lot of content? Is there not? Is it very conceptual? Is there a lot of graphs? And then um, make a plan on that. That is really great advice because if you can nail that in your first year, you'll save a lot of time, energy, and stress. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, back to the quick five out of five. Now the next one is social life of your course. Yep. 
I'm going to say four. I'm sort of rarely will not like not go to something because of study. Yep. Um, but four, because usually if I am um, sort of got a lot on that week, I will have to adjust my schedule a little bit to study more. Yeah, for sure. And just fit everything in. So you're not stressed. Um, what about campus facilities? So like the classrooms that you learn in, the lecture theaters you'd sit in, um, or all the prac venues. Yep. I'm going to say four, but maybe moving into a five because they're redoing some of the engineering stuff oh, okay. at the moment. Um, but yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, I've found it to be um, awesome, but yeah, I don't expect too many high class facilities. Honestly, going to the dumpling place underneath the engineering library with my friend has been the highlight of my whole year. <laughs> What's it called? Are you going to give him a shout out? It's called Malong. <laughs> Love it. Well, if you ever want to find Steph and ask her a question, probably check her out at the dumpling place when yeah. they open up. <laughs> underneath Hal. I'll see you guys there. <laughs> and last but not least, how well your course has prepared you for a career. And I know you're not jumping into a career just yet, but how prepared do you feel right now? Um... I'm going to say five, but that is because I proactively have been getting um, involved. I've sort of done, even this year, a number of programs at Monash, such as sort of engineering leadership program, um, the co-op program. So I think if you seek those opportunities, um, you will feel quite prepared um, for the workforce. And um, even often just seeking those opportunities, you often get put on like a mailing list and they'll mail you lots of opportunities um, on email. So um, yeah, I think if you're quite proactive in just applying, I think in my third year, I just decided I'm just going to apply to everything that yeah. gets emailed to me. So um, yeah. And that's a really good takeaway for anyone listening. It's honestly what you make of it so if you're not putting yourself out there for like that cool subject overseas or to to go into state or to join the club then you're not really gonna get a breadth of experience to you know be awesome in your job or in your career so yeah honestly put yourself out there from first year it's not embarrassing it will be so much better for you in the long run anyway um to conclude for today, what is something that you wish you knew when you were in year 11 or year 12? So what's something you want to tell yourself that you wish you knew? Um, I think for me, I did touch on this a little bit earlier. It's just getting really in tune with how you operate and not comparing yourself to other people. So I think coming into uni, I've realized that there are not two types of people. There's so many different types of people. Um, there'll be people in SWATVAC who wake up at 8am and go to bed at 11 and they don't take any breaks. They study the whole time. And then there'll be people who sleep until 10am, um, every day, do maybe three hours of study and then call it a day and they'll be the most effective people at studying and they'll end up explaining everything to you as you're setting outside the exam but don't compare yourself to any of those people just be really in tune with yourself listen to yourself if you feel like um coming into exam there's an area that you're not really sure about and you've been avoiding it it's often about doing the uncomfortable thing and tackling it head on yeah um but if you feel like you're really prepared and it's still a day before your exam listen to that take the day off go for a walk don't overstudy for it and just um yeah being in tune with yourself and not comparing to anyone else very wise words, Steph. I love it. Well, thank you so, so, so much for joining me today on the podcast. I've absolutely loved chatting. Um, now, I wanted to ask if anyone does have any questions about um, studying at Monash or maybe Bachelor of Commerce or Bachelor of Engineering that you are studying Um can they reach out to you? Yes, absolutely. Feel free. Um, I have got a few messages from younger people from our school asking me just about subject selection or what they'd recommend. I'm always happy, happy to help out. Amazing. So what I'll do is I'll pop Steph's LinkedIn, um, like in the show notes and I'll also be able to tag her. So if you want to find it, you will be able to, um, but yeah, thanks Steph. Fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. 
If you like this episode or have any more questions, head over to our Instagram at the.studentspace. Now there is a full stop between the and student. And just remember this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not provide any personal advice. Thank you for all your support, everyone. See you later.